Mr. and Mrs. America, all the ships at sea. Ed Sheen for Colony Confidential. Today on the podcast, we're going to revisit one of our most downloaded episodes. Get the foundation right with this one and let us know what you think. Send us an email at colonyconfidential.com or send us a DM on social media. Okay, listen, time for some checks and balances. We're talking finances, my favorite subject. So how I got started in pest control is obvious through my father. My name is Edward J. Sheehan. Joseph P. Sheehan, Colony Pest Management, Brooklyn, New York. So Colony Confidential is about money. I said I want cash. Business. This particular technician is the reason that we have to ask every potential employee, and are you afraid of bugs? Get out of here. family. Of course, my beloved mother told me I hit the bottom of the barrel. They had sent me to a good Catholic education, and now I'm the goddamn rat catcher. And he asked me if I wanted to take the business over, and uh, I didn't hell at all. I hated pest control, but probably more so working for the family business. Working with family is the toughest thing you'll ever have to do. Or it could be the best. Mint. Colony Confidential. This all has to be edited, deleted, and burned. Today we're going to be talking about sales, selling. Obviously, sales is your number one thing. How do you get business? How do you close? We talk about ABC, always be closing. So sales, Ed Sheehan, what would you well, like to talk about sales? you know, one thing I, I learned uh, very shortly when I was the only one there, the best salesman I had was myself. And um, as I hired people, I did my best to train them because they could be salesmen as well. As long as they did a good job, they got their rock down. And I had two, along the way, over many years, I had two excellent exterminators, but they had the personality of a chiclet. It's like, you know, this guy shows up at your door, oh, the exterminator's here again. All right, go ahead. As opposed to, oh, hi, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Maybe the guy asked you how the kids are, blah, 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 biggity boom, bada boom. And he's becomes- Biggity what, biggity bop? Yeah. He gets- He's like part of the family, not a, not an intimate part, but he's part of the family. And when somebody, you know, you, you're talking. Like I was in Russia, I was at a table in a ship with a, with a, with a, 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 six other people. One of the biggest toppers was I had a mouse. I saw this thing. So people talk about pest control. Believe it or not, I remember I was shocked the first time. Yes, I was drinking in a bar, and there was a couple of doctors there. And they were asking me about roaches in their apartment. I told them, what do you want me to write your prescription or something? So the good thing about sales is that you can train your men. Each one of them has to be a salesman. And they should get a bonus for every new stop they bring in. And it should be constantly uh, reminded, you know, uh, everybody wants more money. I want more money. You want more money. So these guys can make more money if they sell. Waste your breath. Are we on? All right, so... Basically, since we do commercial pest control sales for the most part, I'll um I'll talk on what makes a good commercial salesman for pest control. And since you started pretty much in residential when you started your business, you can go with there. How's that sound? Good. Residential. Um. <laughs> you know, I did say I was going to start, right? The um the uh, you said go start with that, didn't you? Just tell me start with that. You start with that. Go ahead. You had it. You start with that. So I'm starting with that. All right, just Is that what you, you meant you by that see, thing? It, we're already back to agitation. Well, go ahead. So, so anyhow, so I started, I was all alone, and, uh, you know, well, you don't have a lot of money, but. I was all alone. By doing a good job. It was all a dream. I used to. Go ahead. That's what it was. Go ahead. A dream I got from my parent. I won't say parents because my, my mother was, uh, 
sort of against being a goddamn rat catcher, but my father was a good inspiration. Anyway, um, I found that by learning my trade, and I could never know enough, and still to this day after 51 years, I still don't know enough, uh, by being current and staying, going to a lot of seminars uh, and doing a good job, caring about doing a good job. Uh, and talking to people, because you know what? I found out I don't care if you're white, green, blue, tangerine, black, whatever. You're still a person. You still have, and we're very similar. And so we talk about family. We talk about this, that, and the other thing. And um, they would recommend you to their friends. And I had one, uh, one outstanding thing that I remember. I had a customer on Hancock and Jefferson in Brooklyn. And within a month, I had about 10 because I did a good job. She was sort of like the mayor of the neighborhood. All right, listen. You want a story or not? No, you send I me don't want a story. What do you want? How to be a good salesman for residential. Okay, you're talking about now. I want to get this clear. Just a salesman. You don't do any work. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one thing I wouldn't do is in pest control, I wouldn't go in a nice suit. I would go dressed appropriately, maybe in a uniform, sharp uniform. I would be very professional, come in and ask, what is the problem? Okay. Uh, I would do an in-depth survey. may take me as long as an hour or a couple of days, depending on how big the job is. You have to get people to like you. you know. And, and, and first impressions mean a lot. So if you go in there and you, you haven't shaved, you stink, <laughs> you probably ain't going to get the job. Or they're going to go, God, is that stinky exterminator? And then it all goes down. Part of being a good salesman is being a good educator. You take your time, you explain to people exactly what you're going to do. You, you have to give them a label, which they usually toss in the garbage. But you're going to take key points in that label and show it to them. This is what it is. It's not safe. We can't say that. But it's the least toxic pesticide I can use to do a good job. And that's what I'm going to do here. And then I would, I would recommend that there's a few things you can do, throwing out the garbage maybe a little better. A leak, there's a leak under the sink, maybe you want to get that fixed, or do you need sweeps under the door? By learning your trade, you can start with one job, but it could lead to other jobs. Like, you got mice, okay, got it. What I've discovered after I looked at your house for about a half an hour, they're coming in through the basement. The reason they're coming in is two ways. One, the door to the outside doesn't sh sit flat, make sure it uh, makes uh, contact with the concrete so they can't get in. The other way is you have a hose that goes out into your driveway. It's a quarter inch pipe, but you got a half inch hole and they're crawling up the yellow. And, and as you go along, they're looking like, well, this guy, and uh, usually an exterminator, even to this day, comes in, does his job and goes. Said, hello, how are you? Whatever it is, $40, what, thank you very much, see you next month, blah, blah, blah. You gotta show these people some respect. They're a person, so you just don't go in to take their money, you come in to do a gob, job, you talk a little bit. The salesman has to think, what would he want? How would he want to be treated? Some guy's going to come in to paint your house. Oh, yeah, okay, fine, $2,500. Then you get another guy. He comes in and he explains different things he's going to do, like he got some cracks, he's going to fill it. He goes in and explains the whole job to you. But he wants $3,000. I'm giving it to the $3,000 guy because I think I'm going to get a better job for an extra 500 bucks. Why not? Same thing with any kind of sales. So... To go back to what I was saying, maybe you need a kick plate on a door or, or you need some cement work or you need some copper mesh. Oh, uh, I can't do that. So now you open up a new avenue for revenue. We, we could do that for you. The charge is minimal. <laughs> Whatever. You, get, you get like a dollar's worth of uh, 
copper mesh, you charge them 25 for that. You know, and so forth and so on, building up. The key element that I know in my experience is keep smiling, be enthusiastic, and make eye contact. Always look them right in the eye when you talk. I remember many years ago, I went out to buy, I think it was a rug. Went out there with Peggy and the kids, and it was this guy saying, I'll oh, just look, I'm not going to buy. And it was this older man, probably a lot younger than I am, and I say he's in his late 50s, early 60s. I remember this guy kept looking in my eye and telling me the advantages of this and that, and I bought it. And a couple of months later, we needed something else. Went back to this guy again, like, I'm not going to buy nothing. I'm not going to, okay, I'll buy it. This guy looked you in the face. He was very sincere. He explained what the positive point, part was of whatever he was selling and what could be negative and how to take care of it to try and avoid that negativity coming up. The guy, if you seen him in the street, you wouldn't think he was anything special. But when he was selling, he was on. Like the light went on. He was enthusiastic. He was truthful. You know, you always got to... He gotta... seemed truthful. But it's like you were saying, it's that connection. What's the matter? We're losing positivity here. The guy was the guy was I truthful. All this shit. Ask from your you. mother. Ask your mother. She liked the product. She probably she probably, probably tell you. Where's the rug now? If it's still there, it's in 39 West 10th Street, dear Park. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. He did not say it was going to last 40 years. So, oh, right. okay, didn't say that. Yeah, so look, the bottom line is, is a good salesperson is making that connection and making the person want to come up off that bread, basically, which means making the person want to pay you and, and thanking you for selling them on your service. Big Red, who you refer to as Howdy Duty, to this day, every company that he's worked for speaks of his amazing sales technique. Not only is he able to sell the job, he's able to sell the job more than 90% of their salespeople and he collects the money, whether it be cash, check, or credit card, on, I think the number that one of his old employees uh, employers gave me was on 80 to 85%. He gets the money up front before the work is even done, sometimes for the year. I mean, they said that he was a great salesperson. His budget was like 400000 and he hit it every year. But he has some kind of connection, and we always joke about the fact that is it because he looks like Howdy Doody that yeah. people don't think... They trust him. Yeah. They're just like, oh, my God, I remember watching this. What time is it, kids? It's howdy duty time. (laughs) But in any case, it is really about getting to know your customers. So from from a commercial, we got to check with the lawyer, make sure we can't get in trouble for this thing about Big Red. So anyway, commercial sales is is different than residential because it's all the same as far as what the what how the salesman needs to be. He needs to be personable. He needs to be able to strike up a conversation pretty much about anything. You need to be a conversationalist as a salesperson and you need to make that connection. If but in commercial, what a good salesperson is also doing is if you get this commercial lead on XYZ account, especially with technology today, you you go on every search engine possible on the internet, you look it up. You you check for articles on it and you learn about the company. And when you go to meet with the person you're doing the walkthrough with, because most commercial stuff is walkthroughs, you need to see what's going on. The salesman needs to be ready for the conversation and he should know something about that particular company that you guys are looking to get the bid or get the job from. But he still, he needs that that connection to be personable is the main thing. And I do think what a lot of people do when they hire salespeople is they worry more about the sale than the education of the salesman. Like you could have your program and 
your salesman can know how to sell the program. Oh, this is what we do. We put in 35 rat stations, this, that, and the other. A rat station goes every 30 feet, boom, 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 boom. He could figure that out. But they need to be educated in pest control. Like you said, <clears throat> excuse me, when we interviewed for salespeople, we said, well, how do you feel about getting dirty? Uh, you know, I do sales. I don't feel I don't want to get dirty. Your salesman in pest control needs to get dirty to a certain extent when they're on the job doing the sale. They need to get under and look at stuff. So any salesperson that comes to work for us is going to have to, before they even start selling, spend a minimum of a month in the field with our techs and then possibly with our service manager. And during that month, when we have jobs to sell, they'll come out with us, myself or my operations manager, and see how we sell. But they'll need to get dirty, and you'll want that, especially in commercial sales, because they'll know what the guys have to do instead of just having a cut sheet that you charge $10 an hour and this and this and this, and that's what they sell. And then when a customer says, well, how, would you, how are you going to do it? They will have that knowledge from getting dirty with your people. So one of the things that... Everything Joey said is true, but one of the things I noticed in uh, large commercial accounts is there's an ego problem, and you get a bunch of people together, and um, somebody hired the guy that they're not happy with now, and he's asking you a lot of questions, or she's asking you a lot of questions. And the person who hired the other person. Right, exactly, gotcha. and, and you respond by, well, yes, but you know you have a problem here and there, and I, I remember... In several occasions, that person that hired the other exterminator would parrot word for word every excuse that an exterminator can think of why he screwed up. And sometimes, well, we'll, we'll take it under advisement. So what I took is the person that hired the other exterminator had more weight than the guy that was looking to hire us. So you leave a card. You call occasionally. Don't be pushy. Say, how you doing? You know, I'm still around. If you have any problems, maybe I could help you with it. I would say in 50% of those cases, you get brought back in. And um, maybe they've been shut, or maybe part of their operation has been shut down. Maybe joint commission, water health, whatever. And now they're losing thousands of dollars a day. Now they're ready to change. And well, I think, I think that that's a major difference between residential and commercial, where commercial, you're never really closing on the spot. And with residential, your goal is to close on the spot. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't want to walk out of somebody's home. You're not you never take no for an answer in residential. You do your best to out-talk the no or talk around it and take it. Take, like, like you were saying before, when I was negative and you were being positive, you got to turn the negative into a positive. And there, there's, there's classes and there's certain skills that you could learn to do that. And that's what you would need to do for your salesperson because you don't want them getting out of the house with some kind of sale. And like I said before, if you have a platinum package, they got to get out of there with the bronze package no matter what. And the bronze package is $10 a month, whatever the case is. But that's the difference. In commercial, you're never getting a no when you're done. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah, a, exactly. it's a send us it's a send us everything. Send we'll us your proposal. Know. Send yeah. us, you know, a lot, of times they, a lot of times they need, even though they like you, after a certain dollar amount in commercial, they need three bids no matter what. You all right over there? Tony Soprano is. <sighs> no, I just, I didn't know what it was. And then I. It's all right. I'm just Inhale. busting your balls. Okay. But yeah, so that's a major difference between residential and commercial. I think that everybody needs to have, sales need to have the same personality. And it is about having a personality and being able to talk to people and joke and laugh and take a rejection well. You need to be able to be rejected. You don't need to get down. You need to get rejected and be like, damn, ah, 
people told me, no, no, go F myself five times today, but I sold seven accounts. All right, great. That's perfect. You, you, know you need to have an upbeat mentality. You And I think we're going to go back to Big Red because apparently he's the best salesman anybody's ever had. And his mentality, he laughs at all of this stuff. But the bottom line is, is a good salesperson needs to have a great personality, be able to talk about anything, knowledgeable about what you're actually selling and doing, not just selling, but what you're also doing some technical stuff as well they should know, if not all. And the main difference between commercial and residential is that a commercial person, no matter what, is going to have to wait. And in residential, you absolutely want to close the deal before you walk out of that house. So you got to be resilient. Follow up on everything. And sales is a process. Sometimes it's a 30-minute process. Sometimes it's a three-month process. We're, in, we're, we're at the tail end of a process of selling a launch commercial account that I hope to tell you in two weeks that we got it. But it's been in the process since June. Okay. So you, got, you, know, you didn't get the account. I was sure I was going to get this account. I called up, and I found out why I didn't get the account. Why did you get the account, Sheehan? I'm not going to tell you because our competitors could use it. It's brilliant. The guy that got it, I'm like, whoa, that's smart. Son of a bitch. That was brilliant. Shit. Anyway, hats off to whoever the guy was. I don't remember. But after that, if I didn't win a bid, I called back. How come I didn't get it? Usually it was with somebody else who's lower. Okay, fine. You know what? That's fine. But this thing here really stuck in my mind. I wish I could tell you, but it's a trade secret, so I didn't tell you. Maybe if we add a premium content to the website where for a small monthly fee, Eddie, you can listen to all of these things we won't tell you. Mr. and Mrs. American, the ships at sea. This is Ed Sheehan for Colony Confidential. We have an exciting new page called a Patreon page, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. You go there, check it out. You could become a member of the team. Get on the team. It's growing, baby. And if you want to leave a buck there, no problem. And also, I want to leave you with a message. You know when you go to a doctor and he tells you so-and-so, M.D.? Well, from now on, why don't you sign your name, whatever your name is, and put a comma after it and put PMP. Just make sure you don't put an I before that first P and the M, okay? What's up, guys? PMPs, we want to hear from you. Go to ColleenConfidential.com, drop us a line, email us at ColleenConfidential at gmail.com. In the meantime, until we meet again, God bless you.